The following presentation was recorded at the Buddhist Society of Victoria, Malvern East, Australia. Please visit our website at bsv.net.au. So now we can start today Dhamma talk. So if you have any questions you can ask. <laughs> If it is, uh, then I can talk something much more relevant to your day-to-day -day life. So anyway, uh, it is good to have any question. So uh, these days you can see in this world so many conflicts in some countries and uh, this uh, still this uh, uh, uncertainty of most people's livelihoods also can see in uh, some countries that is, uh, the COVID pandemic is still give a lot of troubles for the people's day-to-day -day life. And fortunately, Australia is one of the best countries in the world. <laughs> Have a lot of, uh, they are much better control than the other countries. So anyway, so you can see sometimes uh, uh, in some countries, you can see the Buddhist countries like the Myanmar and Thailand have a lot of conflicts with the governments and the people. So you can see this uh, time to time things are changing, not uh, come according to uh, people's wish or what people expect. So this is the nature of this world. So one day we, we think uh, we, we, we are getting all the best, but quickly things change to different directions. So they come to the opposite side. We are getting most bad, bad things and <laughs> unfortunate and unexpected things. So this, this is how this world works. So that's why Lord Buddha say when you are having the consciousness to experience this world, it always uh, the, have this nature, this reality, because this whatever thing you are experiencing in this external world is subject to change. In the same time, sometimes the, your internal the system also change and value things in a different ways, and uh, therefore you face suffering. So there, therefore, when you are conscious, that is the, one of the uh, important reason to have suffering. So uh, this is the nature of consciousness. It is, it is not a permanent thing. It is change all the time. So these things you have to keep in mind. If you have any questions related to your day-to-day -day life, it is good to ask. So otherwise I will talk about a little bit about metta and uh, how to develop loving-kindness based on the right view. So if you have any questions, you can ask. <laughs> so I can spend time for that. Okay, uh, I will uh, talk about uh, loving-kindness a little bit because uh, uh, developing loving-kindness is, uh, is something uh, always related to our day-to-day -day life 
because uh, when you develop the right view or when you are practicing the right view uh, according to how lord buddha taught us then you see your experiences or uh, uh, objects come through your eye and nose tongue body and mind and the, the the reality related to all your consciousness and the activities related to all your consciousness uh, so the reality if you aware of this reality always the non greed non hatred arise in your mind so that's why lord buddha say when you have the right view then you have the uh, right intentions right intentions means uh, non harming thoughts non ill will thought non sensual thoughts so that means see, you you see all these things are uh, leads to suffering so therefore so you are not uh, inclined to do harming harm to yourself or other people uh to develop ill ill will or the having ill will within for your to yourself or other external world and uh, you see the danger of the sensuality and suffering nature of it so you always uh, let go the sensuality as much as you can but when you are living in this life this has a human so you have to use your body and mind and you have to maintain your body and mind so therefore you have to act properly or uh, you have to develop actions based on non greed non hatred otherwise you fall into more suffering so that's what happened for too many people living in this life because they don't know the big picture or the reality of this body and mind so therefore they uh, they take things in in the wrong way and uh, therefore they they are their mind subject to uh, greed and hatred and create more problems so that is what happened in this world everywhere when you look at the world you can see how things are happening so therefore lord buddha say when when you listen to this kind of uh, dhamma you have to investigate within yourself whether it is true or false then you see this impermanent nature the uncertainty of all your experiences you can clearly understand things how change uh, and vanish and uh, and change to different states and uh, the, your experiences are changing your internal system that means your eye nose tongue body and mind and the consciousnesses related to eye nose tongue body and mind change depending on the changes of causes and conditions in the in the same time the external world also change that is the sights sounds smells tastes tastes and uh, thoughts come to your mind also change the external phenomena also change internal phenomena also change so therefore uh it it is uh, it is unsatisfactory then it become unsatisfactory because when you experience anything you have a choice 
all the time it is a part of the consciousness it is the way how this consciousness work when you examine within yourself you can clearly understand this reality the truth of it truth of this the, the, the this teaching so then you can use that knowledge in your day to day life because these things are not under your control then most people try to control internal world and external world try to control and make things better but this controlling uh, the intentions which leads to controlling change all the time these are not fixed things because the controlling always based on the how you understood this uh, experiences and then you try to change things or then you uh, generate uh, intentions to do this thing that thing but you are understanding always updating and changing so they are, you are you are vicious your will you are doing always change so never come to an end so that is the nature of body and mind that's why lord buddha say the total extinguishment of all these consciousnesses therefore all the forms feelings perceptions and volitions go to the total extinguishment that is the way how we can stop all sorts of suffering so therefore if you have this understanding you just use your consciousnesses i.e. anostang body and mind consciousnesses for just for living in this day to day life and then even you have a free time you just uh, pay attention to your system and just let go things and let the things fade away and disappear so you develop that skill by uh maintaining the mindfulness based on this right understanding about this body and mind the right understanding means the impermanent nature and non-self nature of this body and mind and the suffering nature of this body and mind so then you your mind is uh, mind trained to let go things and let the things fade away and disappear and when you are living in your day to day you have to deal deal with the external world and internal world mindfully so they, when you are dealing with the external world and internal world without letting go so because you have to eat you have to drink you have to maintain your body you have to live with the 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 people who are living with you so then you have to maintain skillful means for living the peacefully and quietly then it it, it is helpful when you are practicing meditation you can quickly bring your mind to stillness if you are uh, behave in this world with your uh, with the the right verbal actions and bodily actions and right livelihood you don't get remorse and unhappiness when you remember how you behaved before so that's why uh, the third fourth and fifth factors of noble eightfold path is there so it is helpful when you are practicing the uh, fifth sixth uh, Now, uh, six, seventh, and eighth factors, 
of Noble Eightfold Path. When you are practicing these last three paths, it is helpful the first, first paths. The practice of first paths is helpful. So then your mind get no the, uh, you you can avoid uh, the arising remorse in your mind and you can quickly let go your thought and thinking process and you your mind become happy and contented this happiness and contentment is important to let go things let quickly let go and free your mind liberate your mind from this uh, five sense world issues so they are, that is why the, the loving kindness is a skillful means you can use in your, our day-to-day -day life when you are dealing with external objects. So the, the compassion, loving kindness, the, the uh, rejoicing, the other's happiness, these things we can develop, we can use in our day-to-day -day life to for having the right actions, right verbal actions and right bodily actions. If you train your mind to use this loving kindness towards all external phenomena and internal phenomena, that means you are eye, nose, tongue, body, and all sights, sounds, smells, tastes, and uh, thoughts, uh, the, the, uh, the touches and thoughts come to come in. If you can maintain the, the loving kindness towards external these objects and internal objects, so then you you can uh, develop the skillful actions. Skillful means how to how to maintain the the skillful way, positive way of living in this world. So it is helpful. It is helpful to maintain your happiness. So that's why Lord Buddha say, this uh, the right intentions read leads to lead to right verbal actions bodily actions and right livelihood so therefore when you have a free time you can develop the right thoughts towards all living beings including yourself the loving kindness you can spread loving kindness towards your eye and nose, tongue, body and mind. And similarly, all external, the, uh, the, the humans, all living beings, not only humans, all living beings, all, all other objects also, the, sometimes uh, the, the uh, how do we say, the animate objects and inanimate objects, all, all forms, all, all forms you can say, come through your eye and nose, tongue, body. You, you can develop the loving kindness towards all forms. So all feelings, all perceptions, all volitions, and just let go, free. This kind of uh, training is helpful to free your mind from dealing too much, uh, involving with the external world and internal world. You can just release all these things and maintain the happiness of your mind. If your mind is discontented, unhappy then you your mind is always involved in the in these experiences otherwise you your mind is if you, if the mind is contented your mind let go things and free free uh, liberate your mind from the dealing with all these things so that is the way how lord buddha says the skillful means of releasing your mind from doing things it is one way of doing it 
So when you are contemplating these, all these experiences as impermanent and non-self and leads to suffering, that is also a way of letting go. But when you are dealing with these objects, much more helpful the, the second level, that means the loving kindness, developed loving kindness, or compassion, and uh, the, the uh, rejoicing. This is this uh, these four Brahma Vihara, according to Lord Buddha's, Lord Buddha's teachings. This uh, this is the way how uh, the people in Lord Buddha's time uh, developed their minds to go to the Brahma realm and uh, go there and uh, enjoy that uh, peacefulness of mind and uh, the peace, peaceful uh, uh, board of existence that is some way of exist in this world without the, having less suffering, minimize the suffering. So that is one way that practice in Buddha's time, some, the, the, uh, some Brahmins or the skillful people knew the, these things. Lord Buddha say the same thing, but Lord Buddha say, if you don't understand whatsoever existence leads to suffering, because the mind is not a fixed thing, it is not, not a permanent thing, it is always changed when the causes and conditions are changing. So therefore it leads to a different states of, because the intentions arise to go to different states. So once you experience the, the peaceful state for a long time, you are not happy with that state and you want to go to go and experience a different state of existences. So then you leave that Brahma realm and go to different realms. So that's what Lord Buddha say. This, your mind, until you don't see that all sorts of existence leads to suffering, so then you you are happy to extinguish all experiences. So even the perceptions and uh, feelings and perceptions, you are ready to let go and end, the, end all experiences. That is the way how in the samsara, then you are, you are not going to born again in somewhere, rebirth, rebirth or uh, uh, come to exist in any whatsoever way is not happened because you have no intention, you, you have no wish, you have no uh, uh, choice there. You are not choosing anything. Your choices disappear. Because you are, your feelings, perceptions, you let go to the, the total extinguishment. So this, this, is, this, one, this is just uh, the way how it happens. But you have to develop the skill to, to go to the, the, the final end. That means the total, the feelings and perceptions uh, extinguishment. You have to experience within yourself. So you have to develop that skill to let go. So that's why Lord Buddha showed us a path to train you how to extinguish your five senses and the five sense consciousnesses how to extinguish, then you can experience five sense consciousness, extinguishment of five sense consciousnesses. But mind sense is there. Still have the feelings and perceptions and volitions there related to the mind, but not, not related to the five sense world. So uh, when, when a person develops the path to the end, 
they they directly experience the total extinguishment of five senses so they, that is a great experience then they can clearly understand this five sense consciousness whatever consciousness arises in your mind is always arises based on causes and conditions when the causes and conditions disappear this consciousness is also disappear so then they clearly understand consciousness is a phenomena it arises when the causes and conditions are there when the causes and conditions ceases this consciousness is also cease it it is it can directly experience by when when a person is attaining jhanas they they clearly experience eye consciousness ear nose tongue body consciousnesses are totally disappear vanish so the extinguishment ex- experience so then they get the courage they because they know how it extinguish because we reflect on this uh, the suffering nature and non self nature and uncertainty of this uh, whatever experience you have through five senses then you you let go and free your mind so then then these consciousnesses are fade away and disappear so once you experience that reality you clearly know these consciousnesses all consciousnesses consciousnesses can let the things to fade let all the consciousnesses fade away and disappear so it is a reality so the the first you experience the five sense disappearance then you get the courage to disappear let the let disappear the the mind sense also so then it is the end of the path so it is the end of the course of the whatever thing you had to do. then beyond that no there is no way to arise suffering because there is no more experience so the loving kindness is helpful to maintain uh, the when you are living in this world when you are dealing with uh, the this external world loving kindness is helpful to develop the skillful means and compassion uh, uh and uh, rejoicing mind and equanimity equanimity also there there are four four things the equanimity you develop the equanimity towards all external world these are helpful to maintain the skillful means not falling into negative states of mind not falling into unskillful means and create more suffering to yourself and others so i will read the two suttas related to uh this uh, this uh, um for brahma viharas so how lord buddha told about these things the the and differentiate of the how the pre- previously the, even the buddha's time pe- people practiced these things this uh, four brahma viharas the but the difference between the 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 lord buddha's disciples and the who are practicing the brahma viharas and the people who practice uh, the other the, under the other teachings other teachers because uh, the difference is they they don't take uh, they don't see the non self nature 
of this body and mind. It is just a phenomena, according to Lord Buddha's teaching. It arises based on causes and conditions. So then you can let go up to the total cessation. So total cessation in the in the, the existence, then in all sorts of suffering. Otherwise, whatever way of the whatever level of existence you develop will change because your consciousness is is not a permanent thing, not a fixed thing. The choices change, then the the state of consciousness change to different things. So different levels go go to different levels of existences. So I will read uh, this sutta, so then you can understand how Lord Buddha say about these things. This is um, uh, uh, this sutta is Anguttara uh, Nikaya. If anyone uh, see the uh, uh, sutta translations, you can see a n four dot one. Two five. So you can read these suttas in uh, sutta translations. I'm reading uh, Ajahn Sujato's translation, and uh, I uh, remove the abbreviations. And uh, this is the whole sutta, uh, the trans whole sutta, the sutta translation. This is uh, Anguttara Nikaya, Chatukkanipata, Bhayavagga, Patama Metta Sutta. Uh, numbers, uh, numbered discourses, force. Uh, this is uh, number 13, fears. 125, uh, love. That is uh, 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 Ajahn Sujato's translation. Love, the first. Patama Metta Sutta. Mendicants. These four people are found in the world. What for? Firstly, a person meditates, spreading a heart full of love to one direction and to the second direction and to the third, third and to the fourth. In the same way, above, below, across, everywhere, all around, they spread a, a heart full of love to the world, to the whole world. Abundant, expansive, limitless, free of enmity and ill will. They enjoy this and like it and find it satisfying. If they abide in that, are committed to it and meditate on it, often without losing it, when they die, they are reborn in the company of gods of Brahma's host. Brahmakaika Deva. This is Brahma's host. The lifespan of the gods of Brahma's host is one eon. The ordinary person stays there until the lifespan of those gods is spent. Then they go to hell or animal realm or ghost realm. So that's what happened. If you are not having the right view regarding this life, uh, 
so it leads to more intentions it leads to more different kind of existence they go in samsara so once you go in samsara whatever thing encounter you makes your mind your choices change so they therefore it leads to di- different kind of existence up to the hell so that depends on because they don't understand the 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 big picture the reality of this existences but a disciple of the buddha stays there until the life span of those gods is spent then they are extinguished in that very life this is the difference between an educated noble disciple and uneducated ordinary person that is when there is a place of rebirth because the uneducated ordinary person means a person who haven't listened to the buddha's teachings or the way the path to haven't understand they haven't met a people who people who practice the path to nibbana and uh, they are how they see this world they don't know so that's why they go in samsara so therefore they have a rebirth they go go in samsara go to one birth to the other so that's why they they fall into suffering for the furthermore a person meditates spreading a heart full of compassion to one direction and to the second and to the third and to the fourth in the same way above below across everywhere all around they spread a heart full of compassion to the whole world abundant expansive limitless free of enmity and ill will they enjoy this and like it and find it satisfying if they abide in that are committed to it and meditate on it often without losing it they die they are reborn in the company of the gods of streaming radiance abhasara deva the life span of the gods of streaming radiance is two eons an ordinary person stays there until the life span of those gods is spent then they go to hell or animal realm or the ghost realm but a disciple of the buddha stays there until the life span of those gods is spent then they are extinguished in that very life this is the difference between an educated noble disciple and an uneducated ordinary person that is when there is a place of rebirth furthermore a person meditates spreading a heart full of rejoicing to one direction and to the second and to the third and to the fourth in the same way above below across everywhere all around they spread a heart full of rejoicing to the whole world abundant expansive limitless free of enmity and ill will they enjoy this 
and like it, find it satisfying. If they abide in that, are committed to it, and meditate on, on it often without losing it. When they die, they are reborn in the company of the gods, replete with glory. Subakinnaka, Subakinnaka Deva. The lifespan of the gods replete with glory of four yons. Glory for is four yons. The lifespan of the gods replete with the glory is four yons. An ordinary person stays there until the lifespan of those gods is spent. Then they go to hell or the animal realm or the ghost realm. But a disciple of the Buddha stays there until the lifespan of those gods is spent. Then they are extinguished in that very life. This is the difference between an educated noble disciple and an uneducated ordinary person. That is, when there is a place of rebirth. Furthermore, a person meditates, spreading heartful of equanimity to one direction and to the second and to the third and to the fourth. In the same way, above, below, across, everywhere, all around, all around they spread a heartful of equanimity to the whole world, abundant, expansive, limitless free of enmity and ill will. They enjoy this and like it and find it satisfying. If they abide in that, are committed to it and meditate on it, often without losing it. When they die, they are reborn in the company of the gods of abundant fruit, Vehapala Deva. The lifespan of the gods of abundant fruit is five five hundred eons. An ordinary person stays there until the lifespan of those gods is spent. Then they go to hell or the animal realm or the ghost realm. But a disciple of the Buddha stays there until the lifespan of those gods is spent. Then they are extinguish in that very life. This is the difference between an, unedu an uneducated noble uh, uh, this is the difference between an educated noble disciple and an uneducated ordinary person. That is when there is a place of rebirth. These are the four people found in the world. So this is, this is how Lord Buddha taught us this the difference between the practicing loving kindness in two people. So, if you have the, the understanding, right understanding about your experiences, and all these experiences are, arise based on intentions, volitions, and when the volitions change, it, it changes to different states. So that's why, without achieving the total extinguishment or seeing the, the, this impermanent nature of all these experiences, you just 
attached to these things, holding on these things. But the holding on things is happened by your mind or your the mental process. But mental process or mind is not a, not a fixed thing. It changes when the causes and conditions change. So it goes to different states of existence. That's why when there is no more existence, once once one existence ends, if if the mind is not go going to have a another existence, that is the end. So once you come to the end, this all suffering ends. Once it is going until it is going to the re rebirths or re-existences, it leads to suffering. Because this go that this going happens because they don't understand there is total extinguishment and ending of all this suffering. There is no fixed the consciousness is here, so you can let it to extinguish, let it fade away and disappear. So that this is how Lord Buddha say in this sutta. There is another sutta next to that sutta. That is the hundred and twenty-six. The, the the I read the hundred and twenty-fifth sutta, and this is the hundred and twenty-sixth sutta. That is a dutiya metta sutta. That is a hundred twenty-six love second. So I will read this sutta also. The, this one explain little bit more about how the the noble disciple deal with. Uh, these uh, jhana experiences, and once they go to go to rebirth in this deva realm, this kind of existences, how they they take these things, and how to uh, how they use those existences to to go to the total extinguishment. So I will read this this uh, second sutta. Mendicants, these four people are found in the world. What for? Firstly, a person meditates, spreading a heart full of love to one direction and to the second and to the third and to the fourth. In the same way, above, below, across, everywhere, all around, they spread a heart full of love to the whole world. Abundant, expansive, limitless, free of enmity and ill will. They contemplate the phenomena there, including in form, feeling, perception, choices, and consciousnesses as impermanent, as suffering, as diseased, as an abscess, as a dart, as misery, as an affliction, an alien, as falling apart, as empty, as non-self. When their body breaks up after death, they are reborn in the company of gods of the pure abodes. The rebirth is not shared with ordinary people. Once you reborn in a pure abode, they don't come back to any other realm. They end and totally extinguish after that existence. Pure abode is Suddhavasa in Pali term. The second person. Furthermore, a person meditates, spreading a heart full of compassion to one direction and to the second 
and to the third and to the fourth. In the same way, above, below, across, everywhere, all around, they spread a heart full of compassion to the whole world. Abundant, expansive, limitless, free of enmity and ill will. They contemplate the phenomena there, including in form, feeling, perception, choices and consciousnesses, as impermanent, as suffering, as diseased, as an abscess, as a dart, as misery, as an affliction, as alien, as falling apart, as empty, as not-self. When their body breaks up after death, they are reborn in the company of the gods of pure abodes. This rebirth is not shared with ordinary people. Third person. Furthermore, a person meditates, spreading a heart full of rejoicing to one, one direction. Mudita, that is Mudita. And to the second, and to the third, and to the fourth. In the same way, above, below, across, everywhere, all around, they spread a heart full of rejoicing to the whole world, abundant, expansive, limitless, free of enmity and ill will. They contemplate the phenomena there, including in form, feeling, perception, choices and consciousnesses, as impermanent, as suffering, as diseased, as an abscess, as a dart, as a misery, as an affliction, as alien, as falling apart, as empty, as not-self. When their body breaks up, after death, they are reborn in the company of gods of the pure abodes. This rebirth is not shared with ordinary people. Fourth person. Furthermore, a person meditates, spreading a heart full of equanimity to one direction and to the second and to the third, and to the fourth, in the same way, above, below, across, everywhere, all around, they spread a heart full of equanimity to the whole world, abundant, expansive, limitless, free of enmity and ill will. They contemplate the phenomena there, including in form, feeling, perception, choices and consciousnesses, consciousness as impermanent, as suffering, as deceased, as an abscess, as a dart, as misery, as an affliction, as alien, as falling apart, as empty, as not-self. When their body breaks up after death, they are reborn in the company of the gods of the pure abodes. This rebirth is not shared with ordinary people. There are the four people found in the world. So these are the two suttas I read. So this is just for telling the to emphasizing how Lord Buddha taught us this uh, the right view and the value of the right view. So if there is any questions, you can ask now. Bhante, we've got a couple of online questions. Yes. I'll start with this one here because it's um, 
probably what you just touched on. So how do you use the Dhamma practice to become your own best friend? How, how do you use the Dhamma practice to yeah. become your own best friend? Yeah, the, to become your own best friend means the actually the, if you have the faith towards your practice, if you see, if you know the benefits of the practice, so then you naturally fall into that practice because that is your belief, that is your, your confidence, you, you have the enough confidence to, to use that practice. Then it is, you can't separate it, separate from it because in your day-to-day -day life, if you see that, uh, if, if I'm say, saying in terms of the impermanent nature, non-self nature, suffering nature, that is how the Lord Buddha say, introduce this uh, uh, life, or this uh, body and mind, how it works. So if you if you know this, you can use at any time because uh, you know that is the reality, that is the truth. You believe it, and you examine and see again and again. Yeah, this is true. This is right. So you you take into your practice. So that's why the the practice always develop based on your faith. When you have the faith and confidence, and uh, then you are always ready to use it. So that, that's why the chanda is the first iddipada. Iddipada is the, how do we translate? It, it is the first, uh, the one give you the energy, how to, the, the, to, to give the power. So if you have the 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 choice, you have you have the the you have to choose it. You 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 have to, you have to value it. So then you have uh, the desire or wanting to use it. It is come within yourself when you have sraddha. That means you have the confidence and faith on these things because you first examine and understand, and you come to that faith or confidence. So then you are naturally fall into that use. Then you it become your friend because you know it works to you. It gives you the peace of mind. It it liberates your mind from suffering. So once you experience, you naturally you start using it. Bante, sorry, we've got a um, need to make a quick announcement. Um, I'm not sure whether the person is in this uh, building, but there's a four-wheel drive by the. Um, the number plate is Malia blocking somebody. They've just rung the council, and they just want if you if anybody's here with that car, you better move it really really fast. Darling Road, <laughs> Darling Road just opposite the BSV. Thank you. <laughs> Continue, Bante. So. Okay. Is there any other questions? Yes, there was. Yeah, yeah. Question. You can. The question from the from the discourse you gave. Okay. Yeah. Then give it from there, right? Uh, you described, uh, of course, this is about the four noble rewards practicing, yeah. and what's the outcome of the to the practitioner. But there are two practitioners here. Mm. The instructed being and the uninstructed being, yeah. and Arya. Mm. So this is the important part as far mm. as how we become an instructed being, 
or an instructor bean. The results are different, mm. but habits. So the instructor bean is a person who understands the reality. Anicca Dukkanatma, is that right? Yeah. Yeah. So you have to understand there's the suffering, there's impermanence, and there's no self. That is the important part. So you have to be in that frame of mind to practice this to get the best results. Yeah. Is that right? Yes. Or is it necessary for this person to get rid of the, the four fetters or become mm. a stream enterer to get the best results? So this is my question. What is the separation between the uninstructed and the instructed in this practice? Yeah, it is a good question because the, this instructed and uninstructed difference actually uh, ends when, when you... Uh, that is the level of faith is developing. So first you listen to this kind of Dhamma, then you get the interest first. If you don't get the interest, you don't listen and you don't follow. But once you get the interest, then you start practicing it or you start using that knowledge in your day-to-day -day life. So the important thing is if people think this is not enough, or they, 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 they think to do things and do more things. So it is actually not properly understanding Dhamma, not properly understanding the non-self. There is no self here. So this is natural process. That's why it is important to have, uh, to associate with people who are practicing this path to deeper levels. So that's why you have to find out the good pra practitioners to get the right understanding. Right understanding means the right way of practicing this path. So then you familiar with the way how to deal with your eye, ear, nose, tongue, body and uh, the forms, feelings, perceptions, volitions arise in your body and mind. So then you, you, you get the re, uh, uh, right uh, relationship. You understand how to deal with these things. So this understanding come to you when, when you are listening to Dhamma, when a person who practice the path, some people just, they teach, they learn and teach. They are not practicing. So they don't know the, exactly what to do and what not to do. So what is the right way? And Because the, the, when you read the, this Dhamma, based on the, the wrong view, you, you understand Lord Buddha's teachings in wrong way. So that's, that, that, is, the, that is the reality. So even, even any, any other subject, when you are learning, if you don't have the practic practical experiences, you just read, read the, 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 the teachings or the, someone's, the, how they teach about that one. So you just, your feelings, perceptions arise based on your experiences. That is the problem. So, for example, shall we say, they, they take this uh, example? If a person who hasn't seen swimming, someone is swimming on water, so he, but he's, he, he has seen uh, maybe uh, um, animals are swimming, not a human, or, so they think, or sometimes maybe they, they, he has seen some uh, humans also swimming. 
they they want he also want to swim so the, he learned from books how to do the, these strokes and all these things and they he build up set of perceptions and he jumped to water what will happen <laughs> because without having practical experience they don't know how this body is floating on the water and all these things they can learn they can get some perceptions but not real understanding so you have to that's why it is important to to uh, to uh, get the training with the person who know how to how to swim so then you you clearly understand what you have to do and what you ha- haven't to do so you 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 are clearly understand what should be done and what shouldn't be done so in the same way when when you when you see this dhamma when you read this dhamma because the majority of the society have no right view they 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 haven't developed the right view so if you see through that angle you don't see what is right and what is wrong always you are thinking based on i me myself it is a part of the system it is part of the this the the, the, the all consciousnesses so that's why it is important to listen to the people who are practicing the path and practicing to deeper stages then they they can clearly say this is the problem so you have to avoid this so how to deal with your the feelings perceptions and volitions so how to deal with your mind so th- therefore you have to you have to go to see and or you have to listen to people and uh, carefully understand what they are saying and take into your practice and see within yourself whether it is working or not that is the way lord buddha told us to 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 listen to other people and try out within yourself then you see the liberation within you so then you see it works or it it, it isn't work so then you see it, yeah this is true this work so then when you get the view rightly you start seeing things how it is going on how everything rise and pass away all these things you can see within yourself because you are looking at the right place you are looking at the right phenomena so then you understand how it happening within yourself so that's why the, uh, the 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 faith is the factor is growing all the time so if the faith is not growing anymore doubt doubt is growing <laughs> so you are not coming to the path because doubt is the biggest hindrance to come to the path why doubt is growing because that dhamma is not give any benefit to you you are not practicing the right thing so that's why it is important to listen and practice and see how it works so if it is working then you are naturally your mind attracted to it because you you see the benefits of it you see the liberation you see the extinguishment of suffering within yourself so it strengthen the, the 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 faith and confidence towards that teaching it is a natural phenomenon it is the way how it happens so therefore you have to try out therefore you have to find out you have to listen and practice and see how it works so you can you can listen to many different people lord buddha never say you just listen to me don't listen to other people 
never say he say yeah yeah any any person whatever thing they are saying you just listen and think wisely and use it and see whether your mind get released and the the you can abandon the suffering nature of your mind and you can clearly understand what is going on how things are happening the aloba adosa amoha this this three start growing non greed non hatred and non delusion start growing within yourself when you are uh, when you are using the right view next question yes ask this was actually the first question it says good morning bantai i have one question about using the dhamma to make decisions i have to make a decision about my job right now i have a few choices i can see positives and negatives to all my choices and know that i could make the best of any choice based on what the dhamma i know but how do i use the dhamma to make the best decision yeah the in, simply i can say the if your decision is not not leads to more suffering if if your decision is leads to more suffering or more problems to you you should avoid it so most of the time unskillful means means the strong greed based uh decisions and mostly anger based decisions leads to suffering so if if it is the strong greed or strong anger is there when you are when you are making the decision definitely it will leads to suffering so that's why lord would say when you are doing things you should contemplate carefully think and see whether it leads to more suffering or more happiness in future so you can understand these things so they you have to make decisions based on uh the non greed non hatred and non delusion non greed non hatred is sometimes the if the you you have to take in the correct way because when you are living in this world you have to you have to live you have to earn uh you have to deal with other people so for for living in this world you have to choose this non harming thoughts non ill will thoughts the so if you are harming thoughts ill will thoughts develop when you when you when you make that decision it will leads to more suffering to you or others so you have to avoid that kind of decisions if that decision leads to more peace and calmness and develop non greed non hatred in future you have to you have to make that decision you have to go in that way so that is the way lord buddha said you have to choose in the right thing avoid unskillful things and practice skillful means that is non greed non hatred that is the answer i think the appropriate according to dhamma this is the last question from the online audience um how can we get rid of sakya ditti while living in a, in our daily life yeah in in our daily life if we we have to because our mind is always interacting with objects based on its training the previous training 
previous intentions that is called karma how how we dealt with objects each and every object so we we have uh, the consciousness arise consciousness means feelings perceptions and volitions arise automatically so this this automatic process is always based on your past practices past intentions past way of behaving so if you know if you if you aware of this nature of this natural way of happening things you know this always our mind choose things based on greed and hatred so when you are you are acting presently if you know this these things may lead to suffering then you can reflect wisely and develop the right actions in the right they develop right actions based on non greed non hatred because these are impermanent things these are not fixed things our consciousness always be run based on our past actions so if you if you know that then you can slow down your mind that means you not just act according to your feelings and perceptions you if you if you contemplate your feelings and perceptions are always based on causes and conditions and these are changed to different states and these are impermanent and sometimes these feelings and perceptions leads to suffering so therefore you can first abandon it and then reconsider and use it in the the, the much more uh, wise way or much more skillful way you can you can employ the skillful thoughts to develop so that's why uh, uh, the the right intentions you have to develop you have to practice that's why loving kindness you have to develop and practice you have to use it using means uh you have to apply on your day to day activities you have to filter through these these perceptions then you can abandon the 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 remove all the bad verbal actions and bodily actions you can purify your verbal actions and bodily actions through this filter that means the right perceptions that means the skillful perceptions developing loving kindness compassion the uh, equanimity the joy the rejoicing others their happiness these kind of things when you develop those uh, skillful means these are useful to filter out the the unskillful actions verbal actions bodily actions and the livelihoods so that is the way how we we have to take into practice because this mind is is a natural phenomena so when you know it you 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 are not just following your feelings and perceptions you know all these feelings and perceptions arise based on past activities past delusion because this is a delu- delusion based the uh, phenomena so non delusion you have to use that means this is the you, if you are aware of the impermanent nature and non self nature your mind is come to the non deluded states then you know to let go things and to free your mind and use the skillful means non greed based non hatred based actions so then you can employ that that kind of uh, good actions non greed based non hatred based actions so that's why lord buddha say when you are using the right view then you you develop the right intentions then you re, when you develop the right intentions your verbal actions bodily actions and livelihood get purified by that right intentions okay is there any more questions no is it time for 
Yeah, yeah, us. <laughs> Thanks for the talk, Bante. Um, my question is about the, the first sutta that you read. And I, I don't know if I'm overlapping. Yeah, yeah, first sutta I read. a little bit with um, the gentleman that, that asked the question earlier, but um, it sounded kind of black and white. Like, if you don't have right view and you practice a lot of loving kindness and you go to, like, a heaven realm, yes. after you would go to quite a, like a lower realm, you'd go to yeah. ghost, hell, or... Yeah. Um, Any kind of other realms. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right, right. Um, and I wonder, is, is it so black and white is, is part of the question. Yeah. And yet the other question was, does, does right view in that sutta mean um, stream entry? Because my, my understanding was that right view is incremental. And, and I, I was just thinking that, you know, even having loving kindness or being willing to practice loving kindness would show some element of right view. <laughs> No, practicing loving kindness may be based on different views. Because sometimes you just see the benefits of loving kindness. And it gives you happiness. It give, it's avoid a lot of problems. So you just use it. But it never leads to, to, to end of samsara, end of the, the, the going in one life to the other. You know, you use it as skillful means. In our day-to-day -day life, avoiding for avoiding the, the the bad mental states or bad experiences, you can avoid, but it never leads to end of suffering. So that's why Lord Buddha say, when people practice this this uh, the uh, uh, loving kindness to that kind of deeper levels. So they go and reborn on that kind of Brahma realms. That means the the the, 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 the powerful gods. They they live eons. So the equanimity they practice. They can li live large number of eons, five hundred eons. They live in that that realm. But after that, they they get fed up with that existence and they go to different realms. So then they can they they may come up to the hell down to the hell. So that's, a, that's a, because they don't understand the suffering arise because existences. When you exist, you experience. This experience. When you are experiencing things, your intentions change based on your experiences. Your choices change. It is a natural phenomenon, a natural way of happening things. That's why the, simply say, when you see an advertisement, you make a choice. And then you buy, you eat, drink, live in that day. Because these things, when things come to your mind, your mind naturally choose things and go behind these things. It is the way how it works. Is it necessarily so that someone, after being in one of the heaven realms for that period of time, would go to a lower? Uh, or no. No, it actually it means that they are going to rebirths. The, when, when they go to the rebirths, it, it doesn't mean that just falling into the hell, but they, they may fall into the different realms of existence. Sometimes they may choose again the human realm because they think, ah, I, I came to this abode while I was staying in human realm. I practice this one. So I, I can serve to these humans. I can help to these humans. So I will promote this uh, this practice. 
to humans. They can come and promote that kind of practice. This is the way how you have to practice. But still he is going in samsara. <laughs> he is choosing something different. But it is a good thing. But he is still going through samsara. Once they come to this human realm, if the people harass him, hate him, create a lot of problems, sometimes they lose their practice. That depends on the, the other influences, peer pressure can change people's attitudes because they they still they at, attach to the existence they do not let go of the existence so they want to experience good things they want to experience happy thing, happiness so that's why when when any object come and they block their happiness so then they they start fighting so anger, hatred, all unskillful means arise. Sometimes the peer pressure, the, the others in, encourage you to, oh, you should not stay like this. You have to do, you have to fight. Otherwise, you, you will suffer, this kind of. Sometimes you fall into, mind is always run based on conditioning. So that's why it is important to see within yourself and eliminate things. So that's why the following the path, the living with uh, the noble friends of the, this world is important. Otherwise, you lose the path. You, you don't get the path. Once you come to the path, you see the benefits. Then you just follow the, the benefits come, arise. It is, it is not you is doing. The mind is the process, natural process. It, it just follows. When it found the, the it, it, it see the clear, clear path and clearly see how things arise and pass away. Then the minds naturally follow that path. No one is doing. It is the way how it happens. Sorry to come back again. This is about the sakkhayaditi question. The, sakha, the person asked about sakkhayaditi, yeah. how to get rid of it. That is a way of separate self. I think of the Buddha's teaching, you get rid of the view of separate self by understanding how the separate self is formed. That is how the simple answer that. Mm. How, will, how do you get there? Through the entire practice. Yeah. That is the way to get rid of self. Yeah, Sorry. yeah, yeah, yeah. First, you have to develop the, the confidence. You have to experience the extinguishment of suffering. When you listen to Dhamma and when you take into practice, you, you have to see within yourself. So then you build up the confidence to use it. So then you go to the deeper levels of the practice. That is how it happens. Yes, that is true. That is correct. You have to, you have to listen carefully and the, the think wisely and take into your practice. Then you see the benefits. Then mind naturally attracts to that practice. So it leads to the, the total extinguishment. You see in the right angle, right way. It is not just avoid suffering in this life. But it, it see the how sufferings, uh, suffering arise and what are the causes and conditions behind this suffering. So the, with how this, uh, these causes and conditions arise, what are the, 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 the root to arise, what are the bases to arise these causes and conditions? It is just existence. When you, you come to exist, you experience. When you have the experiences, that means consciousness. When you have the consciousness, then you have choices. It is, a, it is the nature, how it happens. Avidya tannahapadana sankarakam. This is the natural process. 
because the delusion is always control the consciousness that is that is why come to existence because delusion otherwise never come to exist so no intentions arise there is no delusion so delusion is actually totally overcome by experiencing the total extinguishment until otherwise you 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 are they they attached to the existences you don't know how to totally extinguish or end all kind of uh, experiences so you are bound to the experiences it is a natural process natural way of happening things <laughs> so you have to study you have to think wisely you have to apply and see within yourself it is the way how it happens okay now can you stop okay now we pay respect ah huh? ah you do you have any more questions okay you can ask okay okay ah huh? still we have time no okay thank you bante i would like to ask um thank you master um i would like to ask what is your um view about the goal of learning buddhism what is the purpose of learning buddhism is it to come to non-existence or is it to end the suffering of ourselves and others and uh from what you're sharing how do you view you know the earth buddha and avalokite srada bodhisattva they dedicate their life to end the suffering for many sentient being before they become enlightenment so um from what you're sharing uh that would they have like a purpose to you know to to help so helping other sentient being to end their sufferings and they decided to come back life after life to do that job so how is your opinion about their actions thank you yeah according to buddha's teachings lord buddha showed us how to end the suffering why is suffering arise and what are the causes and conditions what is suffering is what are the cause, causes and conditions to arise suffering and how to extinguish suffering the the path to extinguish the the suffering so these things this is the 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 teachings of buddha the, the, that is the purpose of the buddha's rising in this world so buddha taught us and he went to parinibbana give gave the example that means the total extinguishment no more existence so he uh, encourage all others to go on that path so the according to the lord buddha's teachings lord buddha encourage us to end in the suffering there is a path to ending suffering so th- that is what the in suttas that is what the in lord buddha's teachings so the helping others is a part of when we are existing in this world we are we are help we are helping to others we are the encourage others to to avoid suffering 
the how to avoid suffering how the understand the life understand the body and mind the nature of body and mind and avoid all all sorts of suffering how to avoid suffering these things teach when you understand really how to avoid suffering when you are following the path when you are going through the path you can teach others so the the, the going the lord buddha haven't taught us to going the life to life and the help others to avoid suffering there is no such a teaching first you should become an example to others if a person is going uh, they that means he going life to life is a natural phenomena of happening things if a person knows how to end in this this process so he first follow that path and tell to others to follow that path without following with if we are not following the path and tell others to follow path that is not the way of buddha yatavadi tatakari whatever thing he is telling he is doing the same thing that's what lord buddha say so that is my answer because the, the, these things the different uh, the people have different views and ideas and telling things because then now the, the buddhism has come past 2000 over 2500 years so pe- different people have different ideas different but if people come to the path if people clearly understand what is what is the path how liberation happen within ourselves within our bodies and minds they clearly know what is right and what is wrong Yeah. 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 In the Mahayana teaching as well as the Vajrayana teaching, they mentions about all the bit different Buddhisattva that 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 we incarnate or, or live in perpetuity to, to pass on the teaching to others yeah. or to save sentient beings. Yeah. Are they been mentions in the sutta? Yeah, I we haven't seen because in my I have seen I I read about the Mahayana suttas, some Mahayana suttas. Uh, they have this kind of references but uh, the people who do, did research regarding how these uh, suttas developed and what are the the causes and conditions behind these, these things actually they clearly say this uh, more, the all mahayana suttas are later developments not the early buddhism that's why the uh, now the, the 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 buddhists who go to deeper buddhism they clearly say the early buddhism is different to the later buddhism later buddhism have all these uh, the bodhisattva ideas and all these things but early buddhism did not have all these things there's a big difference so the later buddhism actually developed this uh, bodhisattva and the, the bodhisattvayana and uh, sravakayana they divided into two this bodhisattvayana is a later development that's what they say so you can you, you can read uh, this uh, the, the people who are doing research work so they say the all the the, the language used in the these later suttas are, you can clearly understand people who know linguistics they know very well this later suttas they they can they can clearly say this which era this this sutta uh, wrote and composed so these all mahayana suttas are later developed ideas so they they are, and it is pretty clear because how they introduce to the society they clearly say 
they they born this the person who lived after 200 years the both lord buddha passed away he say oh i i go to the meditative states and i recollect i met buddha and he told me like this he told me like that he is now telling after 200 years <laughs> or 300 years so then he he explained totally different thing so that means going a totally the, the 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 teaching haven't heard before and he say oh i met buddha 200 years ago when i was living there <laughs> so that kind of thing. so that depends on because they are they want to do something good to the humanity they want to give something good to the humanity they are not just teaching they they cheating or doing something so they have the good good wishes to do it because they saw something lack or something they, they, they not powerful enough to give people the much more benefits because all this ditti uh, based thinking because when people read or study dhamma if they don't haven't met uh, the aryas they don't develop the right view when they have the uh, wrong view it is a, it is a part of the nature it is the na- it is how it works so they they develop many different other methods to to help people support people that is what happened even before buddha so they actually they are telling something good even the late later time even the mahayana are telling something good but it never leads to the end of suffering it brings you in samsara so that's the difference that's why if people who study this dhamma to deeper stages they clearly understand this the early buddhism actually leads to end of suffering later buddhism brings in samsara there's no big difference but ajan there are many masters in the tradition of chan buddhism and zen buddhism so they were they were enlightened masters so enlightenment is possible through i guess the other way to serve yeah that's uh, the people the even even uh, non buddhist uh, how many non buddhists or the 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 non buddha's followers also enlight they claim enlightenment no no they they consider their <coughs> masters and their lineage yeah yeah from the buddha itself they are not yeah. saying that they are not buddhist yeah they are claiming that they are buddhist because their root teacher is buddha itself mm. and as per their saying the mahayana school derived from the second turning of the wheel yeah the my the, the only thing i can say is just follow these things and see whether it works or not 
then you can practically understand because they are they 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 talking and arguing because i i don't have experience of practicing any of these things so that's why i can't say anything about these things maybe these things work be, all these are stories you just follow these things and see whether you you attain the 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 end of suffering But or you come to the end of suffering this is a practical experience so you have to do it and see whether it is working or not agreed yeah. but if we think logically uh, the mahayana path doesn't seem like it's not relevant it basically if we think it logically see it's not irrelevant rather it seems more logical in the sense see we say that nirvana is unconditioned right so no conditions can create nirvana no matter how much we follow the eightfold path the causes of the following of the eightfold path can't actually create nirvana right so nirvana is the unconditioned phenomena so if it is unconditioned it means it is deathless so it means it is birthless so it means it should be available every time or it will be never be available either of the two conditions we say it's deathless right so it's a birthless thing so it can't have a birth in a way so logically it means either it should be available every time or it should never be available because it can't take a birth so if it is there it should be available every time so mahayana view says that mind projected outwards is samsara and mind projected mind without any projection is nirvana in a way so basically samsara and nirvana both are available right now it's all about how our minds are working currently <laughs> Yeah so, they no this is they, these are all logics so they if you if you take a, this lamp lamp they, they you can see the flame when when the 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 the, the oil finish or the, the this wax finish this flame extinguish so you can say all the time is flame is existing or the when the causes and conditions ceases it ceases No. So you can't say it is exist all the time or it is extinguish all the time. It is it is exist sometime. It extinguish when the causes and conditions are not there. That kind of teaching, I we understand. It basically it. comes down to our awareness in a way. Yeah. Basically, whatever the Vajrayana teachings say, it comes down or the Mahayana teachings say, it literally somehow. my thinking says it comes down to our yeah. own awareness hmm. so since our awareness is primordially uh, present as per the teachings and it it never vanishes yeah. because that is the thing which transmigrates based on our whatever karma we have created and hmm. our state of mind and the state of our mind basically the positive and the negative qualities in our mind so that primordial awareness basically reincarnates rebirth basically mm. reincarnation is not a good word rebirth takes a rebirth in the next realms mm. and experiences a uh, ripening of the previous causes and conditions so our primordial awareness is basically something like the unconditioned because that awareness was not born and that never dies as per the vajrayana teachings and the mahayana teachings and that thing basically in a way when it gets diluted it creates samsara basically the once the what we say the primordial ignorance in a way that uh, an existence of a thing or a no thing basically one it's something like if you it's you can't have a view in a way if you say there is a me it's wrong if you say there is no me that is also wrong because still you are holding on to the view that there is no me so it's neither self nor not self it's rather non self so in a way it's beyond thinking in a way so we are coming prior to intellect in a way we can't think about that thing so that stuff which is always aware 
even in our sleep, in our deep sleep states, in our waking state, something like that. That awareness, basically, they refer to as unconditioned in a way. Yeah. So that is the realization of the two self in a way. My apologies. Can I interrupt here? This is a very interesting topics, and obviously, there's yeah. a cause for big, big debate, which is outside <laughs> the forum of this morning talk. Can we leave this topic to another top, another day? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Obviously, I mean, the Vajrayana and Mahayana have their yeah, different have views. due respect, mm. and mm. they have been a big, uh, yeah. uh, big. Uh, they have been, they are, they, they are also quite uh, uh, yeah. a, a, a practice of their own hmm. and uh, certainly have their own belief we should respect that too and uh, shall we leave this topic to another day can we call it off a day yeah. for that day? <laughs> thank you so much yeah. <laughs> okay Arahang Samma Sambuddho Bhagava Buddhang Bhagavantang Abhivadi Swakato Bhagavata Dhammo Dhammang Namasam Supati Panno Bhagavato Savaka Sango Sanghang Namah.